Welcome to the Abrams Boxing Show, powered by Last Out Media and brought to you by www.15rounds.com, the worldwide leader in boxing news. Also, Abrams Boxing PR Media Broadcast, the industry standard for boxing media relations and play-by-play broadcasting. Also, check out www.abramsboxing.com, Abrams Boxing on YouTube, as well as M. Abrams Boxing on Twitter and Mark Abrams Boxing on Instagram. Hello, boxing fans, and <clears throat> welcome to another edition of the Abrams Boxing Show. I'm Mark Abrams. I'm coming to you this week, uh, poolside uh, in West Palm Beach, Florida, a little R&R, but obviously with boxing, uh, it never takes a week off, so I can't take a week off here on the Abrams Boxing Show. So uh, during my, my little vacation, I got a nice pool behind me, got the little tiki bar that we're actually broadcasting from. Just a nice relaxing weekend uh, that we've been uh, having so let's get right to it. This past Saturday night at the Armory in Minneapolis, Minnesota, WBC interim middleweight champion Carlos Adamas went to 23-1, 18 knockouts as he stopped former 154-pound unified world champion Julian J. Rock Williams. Williams now 28-4-1 in round nine, like I said, Saturday night, live on Showtime. That headline, a big triple header. Uh, Adams, excuse me, Adamas was uh, – he was in control for the most part. Julian Williams did have some did did have some decent moments uh, in the fight before uh, you know round nine. He started uh, up in his uh, punch output, and you know he had Williams in some trouble. And I saw the finish, and uh, it's a very debatable stoppage uh, for Adamas. Adamas maybe he gets a stoppage a, a, a round later or something like that, but. <clears throat> referee probably pulled the plug a little bit early on that fight. Julian uh, and his uh, trainer, Stephen Breadman Edwards, uh, was very uh, uh, upset about the stuff. I think they, they had a right to be because Williams, as a, as a former world champion, is a highly regarded fighter. I know referees can't take that much into consideration about, you know, they have to things equally, but the stoppage uh, – could have been what was a little premature 245 of round number nine. Adamus now, uh, I think Adamus maybe elevated the full champion because uh, Jamal Charlo could be fighting uh, Canelo Alvarez in, in September, but we'll get that in, in a few minutes. Undefeated IBF super flyweight champion Fernando Martinez with the 16 0 as he stopped previously undefeated Jade Bornea. Bornea now 18 1 with 12 knockouts. Uh, that was Saturday night. Martinez, uh, Really uh, stepped it up in round nine when he hurt uh, Bornea. He, he broke his earlobe, started bleeding all over the place. The bout was waved off at 29 seconds of round 11 for Fernando Martinez. Uh, the uh, co-feature that night saw Erickson Lubin, the former two-time, uh, excuse me, former one-time and future world title challenger, Erickson Lubin, go to 25 and two with 18 knockouts. So he scored a fifth round. Stoppage over Luis Arias. Arias now 20 wins, four losses, one draw with nine knockouts. Uh, that was the opening bout of the showtime. Lubin, who was out for a little bit over a year after that really hellacious fight with um, with uh, um, Sebastian Fondura uh, last May. And uh, last, last May and uh, – 
you know, Arias uh, Lubin looked pretty good in the fight because, you know, obviously he was a very uh, physical fight with Fondora. He uh, dropped Arias in round five. Arias stayed down until like nine and a half, nine and three quarters, and the referee waved the fight off just as Arias, I thought, beat the count. The time was 2-11 of round number uh, five. Again, another maybe debatable stoppage. Uh, Aries looked like he was he wasn't really that hurt, but you know sometimes you should just get up at eight, and then uh, you know you have nothing to uh, argue about. Showtime aired a, a few fights on their YouTube page before the fight started. Uh, Burley Brooks, a light heavyweight, went to seven two and one as he scored a ten round unanimous decision of a former IBF. Super middleweight champion Caleb Truax. Truax now 31, 6 and 2, 19 knockouts. Scores are 98, 91, 96, 93, and 96, 93. Uh, Brooks uh, uh, kept spitting out his mouthpiece, but still dominated the fight. And what was looked to be upon a, a fight for Truax to maybe get back, get a win at home, and maybe get another opportunity at something. But now he's going to have to uh, step back in line if he still wants to even fight. For Caleb Truex, big win for Burley Brooks. Also on the YouTube portion, former IBF Super Flyweight Champion Jerwin Ancajas went to 34-3-2 uh, with 23 knockouts after uh, dominating William Wilmer Soto, fifth-round stoppage. Soto now 22-13, 12 knockouts. Uh, Soto uh, took a knee after uh, a couple body shots put him down, and uh, the fight was over. And uh, leading off the YouTube portion, about Mikel Spencer, the younger brother of uh, Joey Spencer. We just saw a fight in Las Vegas against Jesus Ramos a couple um, months ago. Uh, and Lyle McFarlane ended in no decision after a head clash in round three. Lots of blood going on. And uh, that fight only lasted three rounds. So Mikel Spencer, who um, looks like an interesting prospect. He's still very young in his career. So we'll uh, definitely keep an eye on uh, the younger Spencer. Over at the theater at Madison Square Garden, WBO number four, IBF number four, WBA number six, super middleweight in the world, Edgar Berlanga went to 21 0, 16 knockouts as he scored a 12 round now decision over Jason Quigley. Quigley 20 and 3 now with 14 knockouts. Uh, Berlanga was in control for most of the fight, pressed the action, dropped Quigley uh, in uh, rounds three and five, two times in round 12. Quigley was able to. Uh, to uh, hold on and, and go the distance. This was the fight, uh, the inaugural fight for Berlanga in his matchroom uh, contract uh, with uh, Eddie Hearn's group. Scores from 116-108 twice, 118-106. Berlanga, who um, he's gone the distance five straight times after those 16 straight first-round knockouts. So uh, uh, Berlanga, who was you know, thought to be in a short list for Canelo Alvarez and there's news on Canal Alvarez we're going to get to in a few minutes as well. Co-feature bout, a heavyweight was, a, you know, one, on paper, looked down, it was going to be a knockdown dragout fight. And Joe Cusimano gets the biggest win of his career. He goes to 22-4 and four with 20 knockouts as he upset Adam Konaki. Konaki 20-4, 15 knockouts, eighth-round stoppage. Cusimano uh, dropped Konaki with a huge right hand in round one. He was all over Konaki in round two and um, – it just uh, turned into a, one of those slobber knocker heavyweight fights, kind of slowed down a little bit. Round seven uh, had some good action. Kanaki uh, came out in round eight, but his corner threw in the towel after uh, two minutes. 
that's four straight losses for Kanaki. And, you know, he's a guy who, who talked before the fight in the press conference. Uh, you know, if he lost, it, this could be it. And I don't know if we're going to see Adam Kanaki at the um, that level again. Uh, as he, uh, very exciting fighter, put on some good performances. And if that's it, you know, nice career for uh, the Brooklyn-based fighter from Poland. Previously, uh, the night before, previously undefeated, uh, previous four-division champion, Kazuto Ioka, went to 30 wins, two losses, one draw, 15 knockouts, as he won the WBA Super Flyweight belt when he defeated now former champion Joshua Franco. Franco 18-2-3 with no contest, eight knockouts by unanimous decision. The, the drama was before the fight where Franco missed weight by uh, six and a half pounds. I mean, uh, I'm actually surprised, a little bit surprised the fight went on, but I guess the Ioka people knew something. Um, uh, they, they felt that their guy was going to win this belt. Ioka, um, you know, like I said, he was at a, almost a seven-pound weight disadvantage, and uh, he won uh, the unanimous decision to kept be capture the WBA light flyweight title fight that was under the radar in Philadelphia, former world champion, Tevin farmer came uh, back after about a three and a half year layoff as he won a close unanimous decision over Avery Sparrow in a fight that took place at the 2300 arena scores were 95, 94 twice and 97, 92 for farmer. I have yet to see the fight. Um, but I heard the fight was a very good fight. Crowd enjoyed it. Uh, Knocked down by Farmer seemed to be the difference on at least the two cards, the 295-94. Farmer, who's going to look to try to stay active, get him get himself in the mix at 135 pounds, and with his name being a former world title uh, winner. And uh, he's going to get an opportunity in that already crazy, you know, throw his name into the crowded lightweight division we've been talking about for the last uh, few weeks. That show is promoted by hard-hitting promotions. I – um. I was in Orlando, Florida on Saturday night where uh, I had the opportunity to watch a, an emerging heavyweight kid named Brandon Moore score a second round, a vicious second round stoppage over Elijah McCall. McCall, the son of the former heavyweight champion of the world, uh, Oliver McCall. And uh, Moore seems to be a guy, and, and he's got a big personality, who could very possibly make his way into the heavyweight division picture uh, he's probably going to need a couple more fights, and uh, but he's definitely a guy to look out on. And after the fight, I had a chance to talk to Brandon Moore, and this is how it went. Here we are with Brandon Moore. Fre- you look great. You look great. Fresh off an explosive knockout over Elijah McCall here in uh, Kissimmee, Florida, outside of Orlando. Uh, first of all, before we get into you know the future, whatever, Tell us about the fight, what you saw in there in the first round, and what led to the knockout. Man, I knew I could hit him with my jab. Um, he's like one of these, he's like really like all the heavyweights. I knew if I hit him with my jab, he was going to eventually, I'm chipping at the tree. And I saw the opening, he threw it, he threw the left hook. I don't know if you saw, he threw the left hook. I went up under it and then he threw it again. He hit me with the left hook first and he threw it again, hit hit him with the right hand, coming up under, bang, mop stick in his face. Obviously you're still undefeated, 12-0, eight knockouts now. Uh, A knockout like that, is is this the the catalyst that, you know, you know, catapult you. What else do I got to do? What else do I have to do? Like, I, I've been flying to other continents to beat ass. I've been going to other states to beat ass. Um, I, I hope that this is the one that does it, that just gets me the big fight. You know, I'm not afraid to fight anybody in the entire world. So whoever wants it can get it. So I'm talking about like the Philip, the Phillips of the world, the Jareds of the world, 
the big baby Millers all the way. It doesn't really matter. Like, whoever is the guy that thinks they want to take the risk, put them in there with me. Yeah, well, we sat down in the broadcast, you know, there's, you know, guys are being recycled. We see the same names every time. You need a fresh face, right? You need a fresh face, right? Come on, man. They ain't never seen nothing like that. Imagine the crowd. You seen the crowd? This wasn't even like a crazy show. You see what the crowd did, right? Come on. You see what you're doing, I right? saw. Yeah. You feel the electricity in your soul, right? Come on, man. Come Am on. I saw, yeah. I know you do. I know you do. Yes, sir. I, when you obviously you only got around plus in tonight. Yeah. I mean, if if one of those things doesn't develop, I mean, you want to get back right in there, even if it's a fight like this, just just to keep staying busy. You know, man, these guys are scared of me, so I imagine I just got to keep staying busy. You feel me? But anybody that wants it, I mean, I really, hopefully, within the next month or two, you know, I'll get back in there again. But you know, I'm just, re hey, man, I'm really thankful and humble for the opportunity. You feel me? Thank you for Boxlight. Thank you for just everybody that showed up. Super thankful, man. I mean, I can't do this without my crew, you feel me? So that's just what I am. That's who I am. What do you want to say to the fans in closing? Man, fans in closing, man. OJ Bam came. He did. He conquered. Um, I work hard. This is the real deal. I promise you that. That's going to look nice and pretty like that every time. So get at me. And we're at, lastly, where are we finding you on the social media? Oh, social media, OJ underscore Bam. You feel me? I'm, um, that's where I'm at on, on Instagram, Twitter, OJ underscore Bam. That's me, OJ Bam, the whole way, the long way. Yes, sir. Congratulations. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Boxing World, for this. Yes, sir. I went, went from Orlando uh, down here to West Palm Beach to the, just try to relax for a few days. But, yeah, this, this kid's got a, got a personality. He wants, he wants to smoke. I mean, he, he, he's ready for it. He wants it. And that actually is a pretty good segue into uh, what's going on this week uh, in um, – in boxing as you know the the major fight in the united states will uh take place in toledo ohio is wbo number seven wba number nine wbc number nine heavyweight jarrett the real big baby anderson who more actually just called out a couple of minutes ago 14 and 0 14 knockouts he's taking on the former ibf heavyweight champion world charles martin 29 3 and 1 with 26 knockouts martin who stepped in on one week's notice uh for Jean uh, Kamahaski and um, fight we televised live on ESPN uh, this Saturday night uh, again. So here's a guy, here's a chance for Anderson now to really take a step forward. Charles Martin, who I talked to uh, a couple months ago when I was in Las Vegas for the um, Tank Davis fight. He's ready to rock and roll. I mean, he, he was training, training hard, and this is a big opportunity for him because a win over Jared Anderson gets him, I mean, really right back in. They were talking about Wilder and Ruiz fighting, some of the other fights, the uh, proposed doubleheader that's going to have Fury and Usyk and Joshua against Wilder. And he, he met, uh, Brandon Moore mentioned Herjavich is still around. You know, there's, there's a lot of action in the heavyweight division. And Charles Martin has a name. He, I mean, he was the former IBF heavyweight champion of the world. So I think he's going to be extremely motivated to, to, to not only try to expose, but to, to defeat Jared Anderson. All that being said, I like Anderson in the fight, probably by sixth, seventh round knockout. The co-feature will pit WBC number five, WBA number five, Arslanbek Mahmudev, 16-0, 15 knockouts, taking on big six foot eight, a former basketball and football player from the University of Miami, Rafael Akpajuri. Akpajuri, 15-0 with 14 knockouts. So you got four guys in there. The knockout percentage is over 90%. So there, there's going to be some fireworks in Toledo this Saturday night live on ESPN. I'm very excited to watch this card because there's going to be, a, like I said, a big explosion of, of punches. 
I know top rank on the ESPN Plus portion is a lot of their top um, – there are some of their top uh, prospects on the card as well. So it should be a good night of boxing to kick off 4th of July weekend. Earlier in the day, um, uh, ESPN Plus just picked up a, a really nice card, a women's uh, world title doubleheader is the undisputed super middleweight world champion – Franchon Cruz Desarm puts her titles on the line against former WBO middleweight champion Savannah Marshall, 12 and 110 KOs. That will take place at the Manchester Ring uh, Arena in Manchester, England. Um, Going to be a good fight. Uh, Marshall coming off the solid but losing effort to Clarissa Shields uh, a few months back. She's right back in there. Should be an interesting fight uh, with Desarm. I mean, if, if, if the Zern can hang in there, she's a very aggressive girl. She can, she can, uh, I think, win a decision and retain her titles against Savannah Marshall. But it's going to be a very good fight, very good action fight. The, the co-feature will pit the, uh, the 10-round co-feature will be Natasha Jonas defending uh, her unified junior middleweight world titles, uh, Jonas 13-2-1, eight knockouts, against former two-time world title challenger Candy Wyatt. Wyatt. 11 and 4, three knockouts. This will be for the vacant IBF welterweight championship. Some news items this week. Uh, we've been mentioning Errol Spence against Terrence Crawford. Well, the three uh, fight undercard that will be part of the pay per view telecast was announced last week. And uh, I think it's a pretty, pretty good one. Should be pretty entertaining. The co feature will um, pit lightweight contender and former world title challenger Isaac Cruz, 24 2 and 1. With 17 knockouts, taking on Giovanni Cabrera, 21 and 07 knockouts. That will be in a 12 round WBC and WBA uh, title eliminator. The plus on the card, Jesus Ramos, 20 and 0 with 16 knockouts, takes on Sergio Garcia, 34 and 2, 14 knockouts. That's going to be an entertaining fight. I expect a big knockout for Jesus Ramos. Garcia is a, is a real tough guy, but he's aggressive. He'd be right there for Jesus Ramos. And, uh, Kicking off of the festivities of the pay-per-view will be unde- unbeaten and undefeated rising heavyweight Gergen Havanissian, 4-0-4 knockouts, taking on power-punching Victor Faust. Faust 11-0 with seven knockouts. Faust is all, I mean, Faust, you know, couldn't couldn't miss getting hit. So this is going to be a heavyweight slobber knocker. Expect a vicious knockout in this 10-round uh, uh, round fight. Canelo Alvarez is back with the Premier Boxing Champions. He announced a deal on his social media that he has signed a three-fight deal with uh, Al Heyman's group. And rumors are he's going to fight Jamal Charlo on September the 16th in Las Vegas for the undisputed Super Middleweight Championship. It's be interesting to see, especially if Canelo can get by Charlo, what those three fights can be. It's going to be David Benavides, David Morrell. I mean, we shall see. Now, Eddie Hearn was making the rounds, and I, I thought he gave some good answers, saying, you know, right now we just think, you know, except for the Bibble fight, which could not be made, PBC just doesn't have the fights uh, at their disposal for Canelo Alvarez. And what Canelo Alvarez is going to do is uh, say he's going to fight against Charlo, who presumably will give up his middleweight title, thus elevating Carlos Adamas to be full champion. And he's going to take a shot at, at, at boxing's biggest star on September 16th. Um, promoter Eddie uh, Hearn said that the big unification class between uh, flyweight champions 
IBF champion Sonny Edwards and WBO champion Jesse Bam Rodriguez is signed and will take place in either November or December somewhere on the West Coast in the United States. Guadalajara-based promotional firm founded by Canel Alvarez, uh, Eddie Reynoso, won the promotional rights to promote the rematch between WBC flyweight champion Jesus Martinez and McWilliams Arroyo. I mean, they've been trying to fight. I think they tried to fight four or five times already. The bid was 345000 with Martinez, the champion, at 65%. Arroyo with 35%. 10% will be part of a bonus to the winner. I can see that fight winding up on the Canelo-Charlo um, undercard, being that Eddie Reynoso is involved. And uh, that'd be a, a nice fight to add to the uh, to, to the pay, uh, pay-per-view telecast, should it happen. The WBA has made it official that number one light heavyweight, Joshua Buatzi, will face number two, who's 17-0-13 knockouts, will take on Dan Aziz, 19-0-13 knockouts in the WBA final eliminator the winner will become the mandatory champion for Dimitri Bivol. Uh, Bivol, um, uh, excuse me, boxer, who's the promotion, promoter of both fighters, will promote the fight, set to take place somewhere in England on August the 19th. WBC number one super middleweight Christian and Billy, 24-0, 20 knockouts. We be back in the ring August 19th at the Videotron Center um, on the uh, – Callum Smith, Arthur Betterbeev, light heavyweight championship fight card. Mobili will take on Damon Nicholson, 26-5-122 knockouts. We'll get Damon Nicholson on on the um, on the podcast before August the 19th. ESPN announced that uh, that uh, tickets were on sale for ESPN and top rank tickets went on sale for the Emmanuel Navarrete Oscar Valdez fight to take place in August, I believe August 12th in uh, in Phoenix, so uh, you know, there's got, got a lot going on here. Um, got a lot going on here in the world of boxing, and just uh, it's a great time, great time to be a boxing fan. A lot of great fights. I can't wait. And uh, here's an announcement I'm going to make uh, for the week between July 25th and July 30th. The Adams Boxing Show will be live in Las Vegas at Spence and Crawford, giving you all the biggest updates, all the all the interviews, all the fighters, anyone and everyone who's in town. There'll be a lot of content coming between July 25th and July 30th. So I hope everybody, everybody can tune in uh, to all, any one of my platforms, whether it's 15rounds.com, Abrams Boxing on YouTube, Abrams Boxing on Facebook, Mark Abrams on Facebook, Mark Abrams Boxing on uh, Instagram, and Abrams underscore Boxing on Twitter. I'd like to thank Brandon Moore for joining us this week and congratulate him on his big win. And we'll talk to you next week, probably back at the home base as we will uh, get ready um, get ready for a big week on, on July the 8th of uh, some great fights. And uh, we will talk to you then. I'm Mark Abrams. Thank you very much for joining us on the Abrams Boxing Show.